0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Kat, and I've got cider in my ear.
1: (laughs) I'm Brendan, and whenever I go gambling, it does always involve a large dance number.
2: I'm Pippin, and if I were a bell, I'd be ringing. (laughs) fuck off
3: and i'm alex and i've got the horse right
0: here
2: is it paul revere we
0: all
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
0: i like how if if the listening audience isn't aware no we can't sing so
2: (laughs) hey wait i didn't join in on it so the jury's still out on me (laughs) (laughs)
0: whoo <laughs> let's wonder about that one quietly. Fuck yeah. off.
2: <laughs> I have a song in my heart.
1: Also, I've got <laughs> the singing voice of an angel.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Also, Bren, mm-hmm. I may have in my game, so watch out for that.
0: <laughs> Wonk. Today, we're talking about the 1955- wait, that late? 1955? All right. I mean, it's when it was turned to a movie. Okay, movie, musical, guys, and dolls. If you've never watched Guys and Dolls, the summary according to Wikipedia is, Gambler Nathan Detroit has few options for the location of his big craps game. Needing $1,000 to pay a garage owner to host the game, Nathan bets Sky Masterson that Sky cannot get virtuous Sarah Brown out on a date. Well, to be fair, a date? Havana fucking Cuba. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a amazing go. date. That's, not, that's a... But also, that's a, a major time commitment.
2: <laughs> um, Like, what the fuck did they talk about on the planet? All right.
0: Whatever. <laughs> we'll okay, talk so about it. Not, the, not like they had
2: to go... Not like to go through TSA in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> True. Despite some resistance... <laughs> mm. Sky negotiates
0: a date with her in exchange for bringing people into her mission. Sinners, if you will. Meanwhile... Nathan's longtime fiance Adelaide wants him to go legit and marry
2: her. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, fair for Adelaide. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, guys, wrap it up. We're done. Listen. So often the 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 summaries we pull from Wikipedia and Google and such are are crap and don't actually describe the movie as we see it. This one, no. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fair there are enough. some details missing, like the Havana portion. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, gives, like lots.
3: Yeah. And negotiation is a uh, generous so, way of referring to what's going on. Well, did. to be
2: fair, he said, if you go on this date with me, I will give you this thing. And technically, technically, that is a negotiation.
1: Yeah. Technically, yeah. Technically. technically. I'm, just, I'm just
2: saying, the description didn't lie to us, as so many have in the past.
0: That's true. This is clearly based on an, the actual movie as presented, as opposed to, for instance, what was shown at the press junket. Mm.
1: Huh.
2: Or what have you.
0: Um, Pippin, you're the musical aficionado, officially. Yes. You want to give us the rundown?
2: So, this is actually one of my favorite musicals. Everyone can
0: fight me. Because <laughs> um, it is good, I agree.
1: Yep. Yeah, despite the, the, the social stuff about it, especially in the modern day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... It's it's a fun musical.
2: It it was one of the first musicals I ever remember watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Grandma's. Yeah, Yeah. at Grandma's. I watched it a bunch. Yes, you did. It was always Uh,
1: available at the Chappaqua Library.
2: Hell yeah, shout out to the Chappaqua Library. Yeah. And it's just a fun show, and no one dies in it, unlike my other favorite musicals. (laughs) (laughs) So much less murder than usual. Right?
1: Just a fret of murder.
2: (laughs) Well... (laughs) I usually mean, I'm like, if there isn't a body count, is it really a musical? Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know that Big Julie, he, he has a, a body count behind him.
2: Oh yeah, sure. Also, for the record, the, the warnings at the top of the movie. Hell right? yeah. Hell yeah. There was warning for foul language, yeah. uh, drug use and yeah. sexuality.
0: Hell
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, really?
1: Well, drug I use, uh, that dulce de leche, just enough Bacardi to act as a preservative.
2: Yeah, that was a is, lot of booze. A lot of booze. Is that what we're calling drug use, though? Uh um, In the 50s? I'm just saying, I thought they warned separately for alcohol. Oh, that's a good point.
3: Uh, and one cigarette. probably yeah. assumed that, uh, what, what some of the folks were smoking was, was not tobacco.
2: Okay. Well, okay. Listen, I, I Yeah. I, I will give you drug use. Kind of. I'll give you sexuality because, hey, hey, uh, the hot box uh, proudly well, presents. Well, and also Havana, Cuba, and Havana. Uh, but where also was the so foul language? Assault. Well, the, the...
0: Fa- wait. What do you mean? Where's the foul language? What
2: foul language was there? Um, Dame.
1: <laughs> well, you guys blacked out during it, but there's a portion where Sky Masterson just does an outright, you know swear fest where he is just swearing up a storm uh realizing that he lost uh the 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 cider in the ear bit the,
2: mm-hmm. the original
1: cut it yeah, was the original cut it was just him non-stop profanity it was it's a lot it's in the super special secret director's cut
0: i gotta get my hands on done that done by jj abrams huh? oh,
1: yeah 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 uh, with lens slayers yeah and yeah um <laughs> It was just nonstop profanity, I mean, in such a way that only Marlon Brando himself could really do justice. And oh, Marlon. As a serious aside, I kind of wish that I could look as good in a suit as Marlon Brando does. We
2: it was all distracting wish that at times. <laughs> I'd be watching the show, and then Marlon Brando would come in with the suit, and I'm like, "God damn, God damn it, Marlon Brando! Why be like that?
1: You son of a uh, bitch! You're making us all look bad."
0: <laughs> See, there's a the foul language.
1: the guy can't sing, but
3: damn it, does he look good in a suit?
0: <laughs> okay about the singing thing. <laughs> Listen I imprinted early on this fucking musical and I imprinted on Marlon Brando as Sky Masterson and I legitimately cannot hear how he's bad. I, I,
2: I, I can't hear it. I didn't realize how bad a singer he was uh, <laughs> until I was watching it for this and because it's been a long time since I've watched the movie, because uh-huh. usually I listen to the um uh, nineteen ninety five revival uh mm-hmm. oh, recording nineteen
0: ninety five
2: revival. It has Nathan name as Nathan Detroit. Um, oh, that's um, pretty cans. good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah.
3: It's almost as a if uh, he 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 did the, he chose that name on purpose.
2: Oh, <laughs> almost. Uh, um. So I forgot how bad Singer Ron and Brenda was. No. And then I was watching this movie uh for the first time in a while, and I was like, oh oh baby. You're such a good actor.
1: Look, let oh. a gentleman see
2: okay. how oh, nice
1: a dame no, you can be
3: when my love comes along. along.
2: <laughs> that, that's also that song isn't in the sh- in the stage show, and it's too bad because I would love a good version of that song. Uh, sorry, <laughs> like no, no, a that is, Sorry.
1: Like,
2: oh no, when my love comes along, hey. wait, I, I said. I said something wrong, and I have to immediately correct myself. Oh, that yeah. song is in the stage show. Um, Your Eyes Are the Eyes of a Woman in Love wasn't in the stage show. It's a different song in show. the show. Your eyes are the eyes of
1: a woman in love. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay. But no, Martin Brando, uh, he can't sing. He can't dance. He's a real single threat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he looks so good in his suit and the so hat. So good. And he can... Dist- kinda- He can I fuck. I'm sorry. He can He can eye fuck.
1: Do you do you think do you think that the the Fedora bros always imagined that they were trying to look like Marlon Brando
2: Uh, Allah Guys and Dolls? Oh probably, Uh,
3: yeah. Well that's assuming they watched Guys and Dolls.
2: I mean Mm -hmm. they they probably know the general aesthetic because the general aesthetic is uh nineteen fifties uh crime. But with dancing. Um with dancing, it's fun. And therefore infinitely better. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Let's dance and do crime.
2: Uh, That's the only way I do crime now. I mean, not that I do. Just so everyone knows, I was doing the West Side Story.
0: <laughs> Here's the uh, thing. I'm sad because I knew you were doing that.
1: Uh, and but no, I, I'm I just the- saying, I want that on a button. Which, which part? Dance and do crime.
2: Hell I yeah. mean, be gay, dance and do crime. <laughs> uh, but I'm willing to bet the Fedora Bros who think that they're like Marlon Brando. Uh, one, don't realize that he was in Guys and Dolls. And two. And two. Don't know
0: about that photo.
2: Don't know about that photo. Don't know that he probably slept with dudes. I'm not sure we have definitive evidence. What with everybody, you know, not talking about it, cause he's yeah. one the sort of thing you talked about. Cause, you know, homophobia. Yeah. Uh, but no, to your point about imprinting on this, Alan Martin Brando as Guy Max- Masterson, I still think of Martin Brando uh, Award winning actor of The Godfather. Uh huh. A streetcar named Desire on the waterfront. You'd say to Martin No, I'm like, oh yeah, the guy from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> Listen. Yes. So, so Guys and Dolls. Yes. Guys and dolls. We, again, this summary pulled from the internet already pretty much covered it. But uh, Nathan Detroit is the runner of the oldest da- uh, oldest established floating crap game.
1: Permanent floating.
2: Permanent float. I knew I was missing a word. The oldest established permanent floating crap game of- in New York. To which I did not know what the fuck that meant as a kid.
0: No <laughs> yeah. clue. I'm like,
2: what the shit is? Crap what, what, is a bad word. Oh, maybe that's it. That's probably the foul language. That's I was reading foul it as language. the language. I was reading it as the game. <laughs> right. And probably also oh,
3: all the 1950s slang that uh, whizzed over our heads.
0: Well, there's mm. also. I think they talk about like damnation and stuff too. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: and who knows? Maybe maybe in the fifties, welcher was also uh like a crime related word. and a chump.
0: Ooh, yeah, you
1: might be a, a chump. chump. Oh. <gasps> oh,
0: oh, oh, that <laughs> foul chumpy language.
3: <laughs> also, just probably whatever Adelaide was singing.
2: Like just everything Adelaide sings. Mm. oh good times. Mm. Um. So he needs a place to run his crap game, uh but the heat is on in New York. Everybody um, knows
1: that the heat is on.
2: Also, by the way, the beginning of the show when Brannigan, Lieutenant Brannigan of the New York City Police Department, is questioning uh Benny South Street and Nicely Nicely Johnson, uh about you know, where the fuck is Nathan? They play dumb. Yes. And it's a really nice way to get exposition across. Mm-hmm. As they're like, oh, you want to know about Nathan? Troy? doesn't he run that? You think he runs a crap game? Isn't that illegal?
1: <laughs> well, as you know, it is.
2: And, and isn't the heat is on and you would arrest such a person who would run an illegal crap game? He's like, yeah, I would. <laughs> I just thought that was a really good way to do exposition. It yeah. is.
0: And, I mean, to be fair, even though we as children did not understand what the fuck a craps game was, and then, like, the sewer happened, so we're like, oh, it is about poop. Um, <laughs> even though we didn't get that, we got enough from context from the exposition to understand this is an illegal thing.
2: <laughs> These aren't good people. Mm. Aww. Yeah. I mean, they're good people, but they are criminals. Um, yeah, an important distinction.
1: Well, no, they're they're bad people, too. I mean, come on, Harry the Horse and uh, and Big Julie.
2: I love Harry the Horse. Yeah, but
1: they're not good people. They were threatening to good- murder Nathan later I'm, on in the picture. I'm
2: talking, about, I'm talking about Nathan and Nicely Nicely, Nicely in the name. It's true. Uh, Sky who feels is-
0: bad? Who feels bad about Adelaide?
2: Yeah, Adelaide was too smart for all of them. She could hmm. do better.
0: You know who Adelaide should have ended up with? Sarah Brown. Sister Sarah? Hell yeah, because they have a song in the musical. Which is cut out and I think probably for the better. Um, probably for the better, <laughs> yes, because it's distractingly and distressingly catchy and so
2: incredibly gender wrong. Yeah, I I'm like, reverse sexism isn't a thing, but that song makes me go like, oh don't don't give them the ammunition.
3: <laughs> Marry the man and today
0: And change his ways tomorrow. We all know that works. (laughs) It also sort of
2: goes against the moral of the whole show. Right. Uh, Wasn't it it like going, wait a moment, I can
3: both be a hotshot gambler and be head over heels in
2: in love with the morals police? (laughs) The morals police. But yeah, so, this show... Nathan needs a thousand dollars. Has everything. (laughs) Nathan needs a thousand dollars in order to get a place to run his crap game because the guy who owns uh, a garage wants a grand up front in order to risk, you know. Because I don't uh, know if you noticed, but the
0: heat is on, and everybody knows it. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Brainigan
1: is breathing down everybody's necks.
0: Yeah.
3: So the the Bill Mortner garage wants a grand, but we ain't ain't got got a grand grand in grand in
0: hand. By the way, this is actually one of the reasons why I like this musical as opposed to some other, most other musicals, because, and I know Pippin is going to squawk really loudly about this. To me, the music actually does provide information.
2: Some of them. what musicals have you been fucking
0: watching? I don't, listen, it just annoys me.
1: Uh, like, hot hot guys, take like, here. I think yeah. that the Hotbox musical numbers don't really add to the story. Okay, they
0: don't. I will say that they do not. And you know what? That's the majority of musicals that I have watched. I do not like for those reasons because it's just bullshit songs. Whereas, Cat, y- yes, I don't have the words to explain to you how wrong you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: for you see, the hotbox numbers actually serve to uh-huh.
2: reinforce. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. The- I'm not arguing for the hotbox numbers. <laughs> oh, too bad. I'm- you already did it. No, I'm one? arguing for other musical numbers. Uh, uh, no,
0: nope, nope.
2: Though, if Except we want one, to- you gotta get them all.
0: Gotta get, yep. It, you're, hey. you're taking them one or taking them all?
2: Um, Fine, I fucking will. <laughs> Alex, may, may I uh, jump into the defense of the hotbox numbers? Go ahead. I was,
3: uh, go, I was going to should be shooting blanks, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, uh, what- Oh gosh, uh, take back your mink does. Uh, uh-huh. Is well the the narrative of the song itself yeah. uh, doesn't really do anything for the plot as a whole. It under it underlines an emotional point of what uh-huh. men are willing to give women and what women are willing to take in this world that they've created. And it's sort of uh, again the negotiation of feelings. Also, uh-huh. really, he
3: drives is a point right home that women women are are capable of possessing
2: agency. <gasps> Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I- I'm not going to put out if you buy me uh, expensive uh, clothes. But also, if I did, I cannot be judged for it. Because <laughs> uh, you know what? It was a really nice mink. It is a really and nice mink. And the Alley
1: Cat number.
2: The Alley Cat number uh-huh. isn't in the uh, stage show. That one, in the stage show, it's uh, a bushel and a peck. Uh As in I love you, a bushel and a peck. A bushel and a uh, peck and a hug around the neck. About you. And it's about how much she loves, uh-huh. uh, essentially, Nathan. Yeah. It's a devotional. You know, yeah, it's a devotional. Aww.
1: Nathan's kind of a dick.
2: <laughs> he kind of
0: is.
3: He's, you don't won't spend 14 years in gay age is, uh, without being a bit of a dick.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he had no intention of marrying her. That's the thing none. Here's the thing, and, I think he did.
2: Uh-huh. Because I think he actually did really, I think he did love her. Because, you know what, you need to look at the look on his face when he explains the letter she wrote to her mom about the lie she's been telling her mother all these years. Uh-huh. Because she's written to her mother uh that they got married, you know, 14 years ago. Yeah. And by now they have kids. Five, and five first, of them. Five. Uh. And at first he's kind of confused, but also you see this look of just how utterly charmed he is that she did this. He just smiles up at her, and he's like, he did what?
0: <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I mean, that it's a dumbass thing that she's done, and he's
2: just like, that is adorable. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they actually really do like each other. I have no clue what the fuck they talk about if that never came up in 14 years.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they clearly like each other. And, you know, there are some couples out there
3: who, for whom marriage is not, not the answer. And, you know, nowadays we get and say, yeah, that's legit, but you know, it's also 1950s. So,
0: yeah. Well, wait a second. Mm. We- we're getting ahead of ourselves.
3: Yep 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 yep, yep. 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 Yep.
2: I tried to steer it back a couple of times, but you guys really wanted to fight me about musicals. Well, it's because that they deserve to be fought. Uh, go on. We'll have a whole mini-sode of just you and me fighting about musicals. So it'll be fine. Hell
0: yeah! I'll make you watch Carousel, and you'll make me choose watch you know watch something, and then we'll just decide who wins. Why do you, you don't don't bring Carousel into this? Too don't bad bring Carousel.
2: Too bad! Anyway! Back on track.
0: So. so,
3: They realize that Sky's in in town.
2: Sky Masterson is a high roller. It's why his name is Sky. But not just that. He's not just a high roller. He's a weird roller. Yep. Uh, he once bet that one raindrop would be another raindrop down the window. Uh, he once bet, uh. That he would
3: have a higher fever.
2: Yeah, he didn't, he refused to take penicillin because he, uh, bet his fever would jump to 102. Uh, he got lucky and went to 105. Uh, which I think is when you die, but whatever. His brain got cooked, which explains so much of the plot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: so Nathan Detroit comes up with a brilliant idea of, like, oh, I will bet Sky uh, a thousand grand on something. Uh, a thousand bucks, not a thousand. So he bets a grand uh, on something and he'll get the money it will be fine. Except Nathan Detroit has no luck. Uh, and <laughs> also, Sky Masterson...
1: Sky no, is no. not an idiot.
2: He recognizes a setup when he sees one, because originally Nathan was going to bet whether the restaurant they were in sold more cheesecake or stew the day before, and he sent Nicely Nicely and Benny South Street to go ask. Hmm. Uh, and so the was all like, uh, I'm not going to take that bet, but I'll bet you a grand that if you can name the color of your tie you're wearing, and then covers it up. <laughs> and Nathan's all like, no bet.
0: I love how Nathan DeProy... Is not in and of himself a gambler because he's lousy at it. Like he is astonishingly bad at bets. The way he tries to steer Sky into into that bet is a a child could have seen that coming. Distressingly obvious. Yep. Right.
3: And meanwhile, Sky is just like, now let me tell you about my 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 opinions about women.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Uh, it's bad. It's one real doll bad. is the same as any doll.
1: <laughs> you name her, I can, I can get together with any doll. <laughs> They're
2: good for a day, and then you're done. And I'm like, Sky,
0: I want to like you. Listen, he's clearly had his heart busted at least once.
3: Probably multiple okay. times, and he's at the start of his character arc.
2: True. It's possible that he's attracted uh, a certain type of person, a certain type of dame. Mm-hmm. I was saying, person, to bring all genders into this because really, Nathan's not much better. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. But
1: Nathan hops on this and is like, "Oh, any girl? You bet you You're can." You're going
2: to Havana tomorrow, right?
1: Yes. Why? Why do why you bring do- this up now? Hmm.
2: I I bet you cannot take a girl of my choosing to Havana tomorrow. And Sky, uh-huh. Sky, who it, uh- did not listen to his daddy.
1: And also being kind of a sexist prick. I
2: was going to say, in a rampant bit of sexism.
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: uh, goes like, yeah, I'll take that bet. And uh, Nathan Detroit, being very smug about it, is all like, all right, Sergeant Sarah Brown.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm going to take a pause here. All right, Sergeant Sarah Brown uh, uh, belongs to the Salvation Army,
1: no, Patui. Oh, Wait, uh, It's not th-
0: named, though. No. They oh, never okay. named the Salvation Army. Well, It's, it's the Save no. Us All Mission. Okay. <laughs> and... What I like about this is, first of all, I don't know if this is the first instance of the (laughs) was-I-a-bet-was-I-a-fucking-bet kind of storyline, but one, let us give thanks to our forebears, i.e. Guys and Dolls, that let us have, in the future, things like She's All That and Ten Things I Hate About You Mm -hmm. and other bet classics.
1: I do like the fact that in Guys and Dolls, when the bet reveal happens, Sergeant Mm -hmm. Sarah Brown... Doesn't really care.
0: <laughs> she well, here's the thing. He mentioned. He told her. He yeah. Like this is. But the thing is that there was an aspect that she thought that she did not know that he had kept from her. Which I mean, I think that's a really great bet turnaround. But also, I wanted to say that in a lot of the more in the problem with she's all that and similar. Films of that type, the idea is, oh, this is a an uh, an awkward, ugly person or whatever, and it's like, whoops, no, add some mascara and take off her glasses, and she's gorgeous. This one, the problem is, no, Sarah Brown's actually quite lovely, but she's got religion, mm. so it's it's a moral and social issue uh, between them, which is much more, in my opinion, interesting. It, yeah, it's a solider reason for them to
2: be uh, mismatches. More solid I'm-
0: reason, solider. Jeez.
2: Mm. Uh, I, I will say that, uh, except for the, uh, times when Sky forcibly kisses her, which isn't cool. Ugh.
3: And next or for or ten minutes straight.
2: I was going to say, their interactions are sort of, have a sort of sparring nature, and I'm always down for that.
1: <laughs> this Isaiah, not pro, not, uh, Proverbs.
2: Yeah. But also, I, I
0: do appreciate that she fucking whacks him one. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I like how consistently throughout the film she has an amazing right hook.
2: I, Sergeant Sarah Bratt, Brown is ready to throw hands, <laughs> <laughs> but like that right hook appears more than once. So Nathan bets that he cannot get her to, to get him to take her to Havana. He goes to see her at the mission, which is doing poorly. No one ever comes in to you know. Confess. Well, because New York, as we all know, is a den of sin. Yeah. yeah. Ne- you've never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> and he goes in and, uh, charms Brother Arvide, who knows more than he lets on. Mm-hmm.
0: But also, Brother Ar- Ar- Arvide, or where the hell his name is, is also from New York. He understands the biz, whereas Sarah Brown is from Boston. Which <laughs> apparently has no sin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mm.
2: We're not all from Boston, John. Should have
3: saw a gold watch <laughs> bend. <laughs>
2: uh, so he charmed Brother Arvide. He flirts uh, with Sergeant Sarah Brown. One thing leads another, and he bets her... Well, that, or, that or not he, bets. He, they not bets. They he doesn't negotiate. Bet. Yeah, it's like, if you... If you go with, to dinner with me tonight, I think at that point he wasn't mentioning the Havana but yeah. <laughs> he, he was
1: intentionally vague. <laughs>
2: uh, then, you know, for your big midnight prayer meeting uh, on two Thursday, Thursday, yeah. in two nights, I will guarantee you at least a dozen genuine sinners uh, because he has a wide circle of friends. <laughs> yeah, but also he does not at this point have a plan for getting them there because this is Sky Masterson. He makes
0: stupid bets. So he's like, I'll figure out a way to get them there. Mm, yeah. But, yeah. but I know enough
2: people that I could theoretically make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go on, Pip. And Sergeant Sarah Brown, uh, agrees to this.
1: After, uh, after learning that the mission's gonna get closed.
2: Yes. By one of her higher ups because, you know, no one's going. And Sky is all like, Hi, I'm Brother Sky. I'm a former sinner and I would like to help Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> Sister Sarah. And at that point, she's all like, yeah, and this is where take back your mink comes in, because what are you willing to do for what? But
3: mm-hmm. um, no, that's the when he comes back from Havana.
0: Well, I think Pippin's saying that it's you know the general oh, yeah, misunsent.
2: Yeah. I, I, don't use terms you don't use terms you don't understand. Kat. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It's the general themes.
1: And, and at this point, they fly to Havana, Cuba, and that
0: which you could do back then.
1: Oh yeah. But as uh, Pip, I think you were alluding to earlier in the episode, just that really awkward, what, four or five hour flight from New York to Havana.
2: Like, what the shit did they talk about? Probably,
1: like, Bible verses.
2: <laughs> Bible verses. They actually, you know, when they're talking, they do talk. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's lovely. they get along really great.
1: And, you know. They do, s- actually. Where did Sergeant Sarah Brown get her Havana, Cuba Tour guide book. I mean, that, you'd know he bought it for her.
2: Of course.
0: <gasps> oh, but then he spends a lot of time being bored by the fact that she's like, you got me. To- I'm going to use this. <laughs> oh no, my clever plan backfired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's talk about architecture, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and other dialogue Sarah definitely has. <laughs> uh, and then he's going to use that information about architecture to win a bet later. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go off to Havana. Nathan Detroit uh, and Adelaide have their relationship stuff.
1: As we already mentioned, yeah.
2: Yeah. Nathan and Adelaide are actually pretty solid. Adelaide dumps them, like, twice in the movie, but that's because he's a fuck-up who missed their wedding twice. Oops. So, they go to Havana, Sarah Brown gets drunk. And Uh, Sky
1: suddenly realizes, oh, wait, I just- basically drugged this woman i i am not comfortable with this she's oh no i like
2: her as a
3: person what's this feeling i'm having is this is this a conscience oh shit no i don't like it remorse i don't like i
0: don't
3: like it i don't like it at all
1: daddy i got remorse in my ear
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh god i think this woman is a person oh no um not a person Basic
0: empathy? What? What? Ew! You, you know, I uh, hear that. Could- I hear that you
2: can get a rash from that. Indeed. Uh, listen, all I'm saying is he got religion. Um, I mean, in a Sarah-shaped form, but whatever. Uh, so
0: I will say it takes him some time to get the remorse and guilt after he has gotten her extremely drunk, and they've been in a bar fight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair, uh, he li- he started liking her genuinely in there. And I was thinking she was an adorable drunk. I think hmm. and she then, is an adorable drunk. To be completely fair, and then like just before they actually got dinner, I think it's what sort of the turning point of like, oh no, let's get you, let's get you some food.
1: <laughs> I have made <laughs> a terrible mistake.
2: Happening
0: well, here. didn't they? Because didn't uh, didn't she kiss him uh, before dinner?
2: Yes, but after being totally drunk, and, he's, and like, he's like, I think that maybe we need to feed you now. <laughs> they have dinner. Uh, they get into a bar fight.
0: Nah. The bar fight's so great because again, she's taken on everybody—dudes,
2: women, right hook central. He also was trying just Marlon Brando's face journeys throughout this movie. <laughs> That's true. He's so good at the face journey.
3: She's chucking coconuts. She's chucking chairs.
2: She's hardcore.
0: Uh, she's a sergeant. Um, she is not done fighting. He has to drag her out
2: of there. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Because the
2: cops come. (laughs) Fucking cops, man. They go. She sobers up a bit. He confesses uh, that it was a bet.
1: And she's
3: like,
2: it was Uh, a
1: fucking bet. And she's
3: like, what?
2: (laughs) This is my shocked
0: face.
3: Shock me, shock me. It's
0: like, oh, really? Suddenly this high rolling gambler wants to take me, a lady from a mission, to fucking Havana and get her drunk. And you're saying it wasn't for a bet. Wait, you're saying it was for a bet
2: hmm you know what you are my dear a chump (laughs) yeah uh they go back to uh new york they have a very lovely moment
1: Mm -hmm. uh
2: genuinely that scene of them walking down the streets oh it's so sweet it is with my time of days uh the nighttime uh which leads into the dawn uh either uh your eyes are the eyes of a woman in love or i've never been in love before depending on what you're watching or listening to
0: also like the the thing where he stops her like you know waits you know
2: listen footsteps
0: this is the hour when you can hear footsteps on broadway
2: i'm like oh my god yeah that whole that whole bit makes a whole fucking movie for me
1: yeah indeed
3: and that's and at this point i think she's sober enough to give consent
2: true yep and he's
0: feeling awkward he's she's like do you want to come in for coffee and he's like I feel like maybe you're a girl that I should not go in for coffee for, but we could go out for lunch
2: and have some milkshakes. <laughs> uh, like, oh, no, we're both sober and like each other as people. And then all uh, of a sudden
1: they get hit by the A plot or B plot, depending on your perspective. <laughs>
2: depending, on, depending on which plot you view this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out there are sirens, nicely, nicely wakes up, Goes runs into the mission. Goes, guys, scram! It's the cops, and it turns out that Nathan Detroit has run his crap game <gasps> in uh, the in the mission. mission. Dun dun dun!
0: Because Nathan Detroit is a dick. Well, Nathan Detroit also saw an
3: opportunity. <laughs> and Nathan Detroit has a guy with uh, with a gun who really wants to shoot crap. Up, uh, That's true. Yeah, him down his neck.
2: And so everybody runs. Uh, and at that point, Sarah goes like, "Did you win all?" Of the bet. And he thought, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I explicitly had that change of heart earlier. Thank you very much.
2: But also, I
0: appreciate that, like, because I had forgotten exactly how that argument went. And I appreciate that he is just as pissed off at her. And you can really see the way the two of them express anger differently because he just goes cold and she goes hot. It's Uh, why they work well together. But she goes hot, and and they both rip each other – well, she rips him to shreds, and he just backs up, and he's like, are you telling me that you genuinely believe this? You just say that. Just, just tell me that you think I would actually do that after all of this. And she's like, yes, because she wants to hurt him. You're a gambler. What the fuck do I know? Huh. <laughs> right? And this is – this is – teach me a lesson, now I know. And he's like, yeah, we get, we've all learned lessons, haven't we? <laughs> uh,
2: and she storms into the mission and locks the door behind her. Yeah, she does. Uh, the mission door, which has never been locked this whole time, which is part of the- why Nathan Detroit was able to get in. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, also, Skye was able to just randomly lurk in the kitchen that one time. <laughs> listen, listen, he was taking a nap. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, everybody's falling apart.
1: At this point, I think Nathan and Adelaide shortly break up after this because he's running the oh. craps game again.
3: Uh, well, you know, well, no, what, what happens is that, uh, he promised to marry her again. To elope. This time him, by having an entire, all of his gambling, but he's, he's have a, a fake a bachelor party for him in front of the, uh, in front of the lieutenant who's like, You can elope.
0: You can and go, go to play. Maryland. You don't need a blood test there.
2: And Nathan's just like, What?
1: <laughs>
3: I,
0: I was mean, not yeah. prepared for
2: this. <laughs> Stop helping! So they agreed to get married the next day, which is, you know, the, the day after the Havana thing. As a side note, I, said, uh, no, I just
1: love that, uh, Lieutenant Brannigan is on board
2: for this. Lieutenant Brannigan loves love.
1: Love is love.
2: love. So they arrange that, uh, after the opening of the new Hotbox, uh, show, uh, they'll get married. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Sky goes to find Nathan at the Hotbox. But finds Nicely and, Nicely instead. Uh, who is there to give Adelaide a message. Uh-huh. And, and he really wishes that people would leave their own messages because he has to tell Ade that he is that Nathan is not going to make it. Uh-huh. And Guy's like, "I'll tell her. I'm great with women.
0: Hmm. I have no issues with women whatsoever, and am not looking for any kind of escape valve."
2: I hmm. also totally understand this whole situation and was involved in the planning of it. Hmm. Uh- <laughs> I, I I get what's going on here. Uh so he goes and gets Adelaide really mad uh, and leaves without really helping. Uh and nicely takes him to the new crap game.
3: You've never been been love with someone you shouldn't and like oh, oh.
0: Yeah, must suck. Yeah. Wouldn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh. I am completely <laughs> Oh no. Here's the thing. What I love so much again is that Sky. I think that he must have been burned at some point in the past. Because mm. It takes so little for him to be just all in on Sarah Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, all in. Uh Whereas Sarah is, you know, I feel like she's less all in. She, it takes time for her to, like, there's no precipitous drop for her into love territory. It's just, a, you know, it's a nice climb. Whereas he's like, I don't like girls. Girls are awful. Girls- <gasps> she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, Sarah's her. Uh, At
3: years of you know shaking off man and who who tried every trick in the book book to get with as they're
1: like including
3: oh that's glasses. true
2: that's true this guy is not her first rodeo yeah that's
1: <laughs> although to be fair I mean Havana Cuba that's a good play
0: that was a great play
3: yeah. Yeah. like she acknowledged it, is that she does have an attraction and to bad boys she yes. Read them. yes. she read the book about it she read a two whole book about whole it books. she read
1: two I bet her and Adelaide get. Along together in the uh, epilogue. That song.
2: Yeah, I mean she has. They have a duet at the end, not in the movie in this show, yeah. which is probably um, for the best. Yeah.
1: Now they, they they share uh, psychology books with each other. It's great.
2: Oh my god, yeah. And Sky and Nathan stand on the side, and go like, "This is They're not what using our done? names, but are they talking about us?
1: <laughs> oh shit. Adelaide goes and uh, gets her degree in psychology uh, after the movie. Yeah.
2: Aww. Yes, I would I would legitimately love that. So, uh nicely take Sky down to the new crap game, uh, because it's still going because Big Julie from Chicago is, shock me, shock me, a bad loser. <laughs> so, uh there's a bunch of gambling that isn't really important. Big Julie's a murderous asshole. Then, at the end of the day, Nathan Detroit's got the gun in his hand. Um which makes it all sound more much more exciting than what actually happened.
3: <laughs> hmm. well, well,
2: well, 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 yeah. well that's like say you hear the a big
3: Julie who tried a asshole kind of maneuver. Of course, and even you're rolling me now, oh, even though you're the a proprietor of the game, you don't want to actually play, but I've got the gun. And also, we're going to be using my dice, which are blank,
1: but I remember the spots. Wink like, wink.
2: Uh, but you can't argue with the man with the gun.
1: Although Sky does, because Sky is amazing.
2: Well, because Sky just had a very simple I bet. Am I right handed or am I left handed? How am
1: I supposed to know that?
2: I will give you a hint. Punch, punch. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And that's how Nathan ends up with the gun. <laughs> who, Nathan Troy, who then looks fascinated by the fact that he has the gun. He's uh, like, oh. It's
1: like, wait, I have, the-. he looks kind of uncomfortable with it too, but like he ain't giving it up. It's like, I have the gun? I have I- the
2: gun. <laughs> Looks at a gun as if he's never held one before, and he probably hasn't.
1: Apparently, has not.
2: Then Sky asks everybody, "Hey, would you be willing to go to this prayer meeting?" Everybody says no.
1: Everybody basically uh, and- tells him to do the 1950s equivalent of fucking off.
2: <laughs> uh, and and he's he's about to.
1: <laughs> but then uh- Sky decides to tell them to find out.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, he, uh, oh, like he he makes good on his bet with his, uh with Nathan. Because he, t- he didn't truly take her to a t- to Havana. He goes to woman onto a plane and got her drunk in Cuba. Not, that's not taking a woman to Havana. Not a classy uh,
1: thing, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, so he tells Nathan that uh, Nathan won the bet. Here's a thousand dollars. Nathan goes, oh, okay, now they have uh, cash again. Uh, I'm going to roll big Julie with my dice uh, and Harry the horse. Uh, it says, oh, with, with, you know, honest normal dice. dice, honest dice, Big Duty cannot make a pass to save his soul. Uh, and this guy masters is all like, what's that you said? <laughs> Say that again, one more time, uh, for the uh, writers in the audience. Uh-, uh, make a pass to save yours. I, you know what? I bet I can make a pass to save your soul and yours and yours and yours. And yours. Give me the dice. I'm going to make a bet.
1: <laughs> Let's go for
2: the iconic musical number of the play. Ah! Everybody's heard this song. Uh, so he does Luck Be a Lady. Yes. Which is I such a s- such a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. I will say one of my favorite shots is Sky Masterson in that, the bigger tube in the background.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
2: when he sort of poses up there with the dice in his hand. Yep. That's yep. a mm. great shot. It is a great shot. But
0: also, like, it's, such an iconic song for the character because it's that thing where he's, like, all in. He's like, this has to fucking work. If this doesn't work, then my life is over. I'm like, how many times has this happened to you, sweetie? Gambling's an addiction,
2: and you need help.
1: Sarah will work on that with him in the after story.
2: (laughs) Yes. And, like, the the backup corals, like,
3: it's all kind of, like, ooh, this this sounds like... uh, like, uh, like the, that, like background, und, und, uh, chant it thing you hear in a, like a uh, church music. Like, oh yeah. well, I
0: mean, that's a lot of what you, you hear that in the uh, the oldest
2: established that one. That's also coral. Are there religious in themes in this movie? Weird. What? I will say that Luck Be a Lady actually says a lot about sky and women because he views luck as a woman, and luck is likely to leave you. mm Hmm. You know, comes into the door with you, but it's gonna might leave with somebody else. Look, I just need this one more thing from you. A and lady, then I got another girl.
3: A lady wouldn't make little snake eyes at me. Snake eyes.
2: Eyes. When I bet my life on this roll. So yeah, so Sky has bet every single that person there a thousand dollars, uh, each. And he goes with cash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, apparently he just had that on him. Had like fifty thousand in cash right then. In the fifties. Wow. Uh,
2: and if if they win they get a grand each. If he wins, they have to attend this prayer meeting. Smash cut to them saying, oh, "I don't want to go to the prayer meeting."
3: <laughs> but Big Julie you gave your marker,
0: which we have established multiple times throughout the film that the marker is like the only thing that any of them will honor.
2: Yeah, yeah. because well, it's honor,
0: because um, it is honor. Get
3: because you don't honor it, right, no one's going to play you because you're like you're a welcher. Yeah, it's a yeah.
0: That's all those other swear words. Yeah, I bet. yeah.
2: I, I just now realized that the movie makes a really big leap <laughs> because the last time we see Adelaide before the very very end uh, is her uh, and Nathan having a big fight because I again be being done <laughs> yeah because again he did not show up for their wedding uh, and she's all like, well, we're both here in this restaurant now let's do it now. He's like I gotta go to our prayer meeting and she's like, that's the biggest all you've ever fucking told me <laughs> uh, and they have a big fight and he leaves before it gets resolved. And spoiler alert, alert for you know the next chunk of movie, which is basically like another the last song. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, we cut to them getting married. I'm like, I just now realized <laughs> 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 that there was a resolution there we missed. That was probably
3: something that got solved in "Married the Man Today." Maybe. Oh,
2: it is actually. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that Marry the Man Today" doesn't make a lot of sense in the show, but it is. It's such a problematic song, but it's so it really catchy. Is. And that's part of why I think it's important that it be cut. Because <gasps> it's such a good song.
3: You can update it.
2: So they go to the prayer meeting. Sky says, Hey, you know, I can't stick around for it. Nathan, you've got the markers. Give them back uh, when everybody's good and confessed and been good. Uh- <laughs> And people do some confessing, which is basically, before I came here, I wish I hadn't didn't have to come. Now that I'm here, still wish I didn't have to come. Uh, which, you know, is honest. That's yeah. a valid confession.
3: Ne- uh, nicely and Nicely he does it. Sit down, you're rocking the boat.
2: One of the best a songs. Great like, number. Nicely like,
1: actually has, like, an experience.
2: come to cheese. Well, yeah. Nicely actually finds religion. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Good for him.
0: Where he realizes that he's in this situation, like he's being asked to be a, you know, he has to do Nathan's dirty work and and disappoint a good
2: woman, well, uh, a woman, and, you know, still good. But anyway. A great song, everyone should listen to it. And Nathan does his quick confession, you're directly to Sarah's, like, oh, oh, well, they also admit that they did play craps in the mission, and to Sarah, he's all like, uh, and I bet another gentleman that he could not take a lady to Havana with him for dinner. And for this, I am sorry, but not too sorry, because I won the bet. And she's like, you won the bet? He's like, yeah. Yeah, he said. He said I won the bet. So, you know, no harm, no foul, right? And she's like, excuse me, I need to go right now. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of the excuse me, I have to leave immediately. Uh, smash cut to the end of the movie with a double wedding in the streets of New York.
1: <laughs> Which, impressive, I imagine, even for 1955.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And Nathan still trying to run off. <laughs> he was used to a certain manner of living.
1: <laughs> uh, Nathan, overall, probably just afraid of commitment.
3: Oh, that's why the car- mm. crap game is floating. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, thematic.
1: What? What? Um, but it's established.
2: And, <laughs> uh, and so is well, he. They're inanimate. engaged. Yeah, but he also does not make bets because he—that's uh, another oh, form of commitment. And
0: love is the ultimate bet, you
2: guys. Oh. Yes. Aww. I could write essays about this show. Uh, and they get married. And it's a great show. It's a great uh, show.
1: So, even though it's a great show, would anybody change things? That's right. I'm pivoting right to <gasps> the okay, workshopping. Okay,
2: but what if? What if? What if?
1: Yeah. What yeah. if? Uh-huh. What yeah. if
2: uh-huh. yeah. What if? Yeah. What if? The nice missionary uh, is Guy Masterson, and the wicked gambler is uh, Sarah <gasps> Brown? Oh, my God. And she comes in going like, hey, what up? Do you want to come to Havana with me? Wow. She would be very no good for the 1950s. Yeah. Right?
3: She's what a haze coat? was for all <laughs> four.
2: She's what the Hays Code warns us <laughs> about.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, mm.
2: okay, I'm having a moment.
1: Is she like the one picking gold watches from people as well?
2: Oh, oh yeah, she is. Though I'm not sure... Sky ever actually pickpocket anybody? I'm sure he could if he wanted. Well, there to were
1: ladies in the opening bit that that did that.
2: No, I'm just saying she's like she might not. She, oh, I changed my She's wearing a suit. She's got her own fedora, and she makes she makes these wild bets. She's basically Sky Masterson. Uh, hmm. But, but I, will, a girl. I will
0: say historically that would be a different kind of person who may not be interested in Sky Masterson. <laughs> <laughs> by people exist. By people exist, I'm just saying that, you know, maybe Sky needs to be happening up in Harlem. (laughs) You know, not in Manhattan.
2: I'm Mm -hmm. saying all sorts of people existed. Hmm. So you're saying that the
3: guys are interchangeable. Yeah, just uh, show them a tether, and they'll follow you forever.
2: Oh my god. Uh. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, but my god. Sarah could make this argument and use Nathan against himself. Uh, and in fact, the entire song, Guys and Dolls, exists. That's like, true. Tell me, how long have you been with this, uh, been with this Adelaide? 14
3: years. And you are not yet married? No. But yet you are still with her. Yeah.
2: So therefore, you were still being dragged along by her and all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> or she is an unmarried woman of 14 years. Why can I not be an unmarried woman at my age? Ooh, Ooh. I like that. The only difference being she has you, and I could do better.
0: <laughs> here's the thing, here's the thing. I, I like your idea. I would like to actually make it a little bit more historically interesting by, again, shifting it to the, uh, more, uh, the queer areas of New York. Uh, and the mission is specifically there trying to, uh, take in the wandering lost lesbians, uh, who are going from bar to bar dressed up as, uh, as fellows. And Sky is trying desperately to be like, "No, you don't have to love women." She's like, "I could love a lot of people,
2: Sky." <laughs> would you like to have dinner with me? That way, I don't have dinner with a woman. I mean, if you look one right? look at it like that, and it would be a lot of fun. And she and Adelaide are
0: exes who are still friends. Yes. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Right. And then Adelaide, and then so the the Kit Kat Club or whatever it is is a uh, Hot queer box. club.
2: Fair enough. I do like that.
0: Right? See, there it is. So you can get uh that whole vibe in there, and it explains why she's running around in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be a, a skirt suit. I don't know. Yeah, but it would be hotter if it was a full-on suit. Let's just I mean, that's
2: that's very true. Right. Yeah. And so then, true.
0: And then, like, you know, and of course, it, oh, it's a troublesome area of New York. And it's like, and then you can get into all sorts of things about, like, you know, well, is it appropriate to, you know, like, what is sin, what are sinners, etc. It would be a great argument to be having, because they have that argument in the film. Um, what is love?
2: Baby, is, don't hurt
0: me. What is love? What kinds of love are there? Hmm? Hey, hey. Oh, actually, now I really want this.
2: <laughs> can we do, Thank you. Can we do a redo? <laughs> can we do a remake of this? Here's the thing, I would legit love a remake of Guys and Dolls.
0: I want my queer version of Guys and Dolls remade. Kristen I mean, I Stewart to- plays Sarah Brown. <gasps> Ooh, right? Yeah. Can
2: she sing? The- Does she need to?
0: Marlon Brando. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Uh, alternately, you know who can sing and would also look great in a suit is uh who's who's the SNL lady?
3: Kristen Wiig. No. Nope. No. Oh. 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 Uh. Yeah. I know who you're talk- talking. She played
0: Holtzman in Ghostbusters.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah.
0: Kate McKinnon. Yes! Kate McKinnon would be an amazing Sky Masterson.
2: I have to see it. I feel like, I feel like her, her energy <gasps> no. feels off to me for it. Oh
0: my God. She would be a Nathan Detroit. Ooh. She would be a Nathan Detroit. She's a Nathan Detroit. I still think Case do. I, I, she probably, I don't know if she can sing, but she would be a great Sky Masterson. Those eyes. Anna Kendrick can sing.
1: Mm. Oh. See, so now like. I'm on board here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Kate Denning would be a great Adelaide.
3: I want this so bad. So listeners, what's going right now and right now is this cat has a first.
0: First Apparently. of all, yes. <laughs> I'll say it. God damn. Um I okay, I'd like to jump in. I uh first of all, I would like to, to thank Guys and Dolls for providing us the blueprint for any scene where somebody gets uh more drunk than they anticipated and then the person who's not supposed to be caring about them finds themselves caring about them more um because oh we just, no you're a person yeah because we see that in 10 things i hate about you as well where it's so it's like a one-to-one it's amazing it's guys and dolls just a weird version of the taming of the show I'd... write that essay no. um
3: it uses a lot of narrative tropes established by shakespeare and creates a few more narrative tropes of it and uh in <laughs> rom-coms ever since
0: here's my thing as you know whenever there's a good story i like to see what i can steal from it and from for me, the level of engineering in this, what I appreciate is that usually it's a situation, like in Shakespeare, where all the shenanigans has to happen in the beginning, and then we see the characters sort of follow through from that. This movie, I feel, has continuous shenanigans, which is in the nature of the story. Everybody's making bets to do this, to do that, and it becomes... The shenanigans become in and of themselves the plot, as opposed to just a tool of the plot. Um, and I'm not sure how to accomplish that, you know, except maybe in French farces, you know, <laughs> where, like, suddenly there's, you know, uh, uh, more people are sleeping with other people and then dead bodies and, and so on. And which door is it? And, and so on. So there's something going on here that I like a lot that I would like to learn, because I'm a big fan. Shenanigan fan. So, one of the things I would like to take from this is the multi-level shenanigan. Uh, the ones that, or not multi-level, they're, where shenanigans are the plot as opposed to tools of the plot. That's what I'd like to take from this. How would I use it? Honestly, probably romantic comedies. Hey. I like romances, and I think that there need to be more shenanigans in them. It would be really great. Actually, you know what this reminds me is This reminds me of, uh, Louise McMaster Bujold's, um, a civil campaign, which is a romantic farce in space. <laughs> which uses, like, just one one damn thing after another, but in shenanigan terms. And that, I think, while the DNA is not entirely there for this movie, I think that that's a similar thing that I could learn from. I'm not really making a lot of sense here. Nope. I like good movies. It's hard to talk about them. <laughs> uh, side note, Guys and Dolls in Space. Maybe that's what I mean.
2: Yeah, I'll steal that. All right, that was... That was... cat. Yeah. <laughs> Not having anything, she no, because she like still... the musical too much. Well, Brian, also, you go. I'm still mm. distracted by just lesbians. No, nope, so, you like the, you uh, the musical. All right, damn
0: it. so...
1: Here is what I'm here for. Uh We talked about this earlier, about trying to do some remakes. I want to try and bring this kicking and screaming to the modern day. How do we do that? That's what I'm curious about. Like, uh some... Bigwig Hollywood producers like, hey, Brendan, make me a script with guys and dolls, but modern day, what do you do? And I'm like, sure, I like money. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I'm just trying to think about like certain things that I'd probably alter to, I guess, modernize it a little bit. That's why I did like a couple of digs on the, on the hot box theater and all that, because I don't know, it's just like a distractor. Like if you can make it a bit more explicitly tied to like... Songs that are just like, this is literally just a metaphor for Adelaide and Nathan's relationship. Cool. Let's just make it obvious. Um, that's one thing, but anyway, we don't need to have a huge number about is all I'm saying.
2: I, I will say that there is a trope in movie musicals to make what was a just, you know, song in the show that the characters just sing because that's how musical works. And in the movie, make them, uh, cabaret numbers. You see that in Chicago, and you see that in Cabaret.
1: Wait, a Cabaret and Cabaret seems fake. Um, and,
2: and and they sing the song Cabaret, if you believe it or not. What?
1: So basically, I want to I don't know tweak that around somehow, just make everything flow a little better. Like because it seems like you know for good or ill, like the screenplay for Guys and Dolls or the play, whatever, is very much a set of acts, and it feels like that. And I don't necessarily like that, you know, like I want to have it flow Mm. one part to the next to the next. And then we have like, like the false high in a Havana and then everything is like falling apart for, you know, rolling into act three. It's great. And then we have the luck be a lady climax. That is where everything is coming together. And then we get the nice roll into the denouement of the, the, um, I don't even know if it'd be in the mission still in a modern day retelling. Uh, quick help! Oh, what do we what do we do for that? Because I don't I don't want to be doing group? like a mission. That seems weird.
0: Or or a temperance league or whatever. Because I'm like, no, actually, actually, temperance is great. So <laughs> let's not you know bash them. Uh, I mean, just a general support group.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gambling Anonymous or something. Yeah, but
2: Gambling Anonymous is actually important.
1: <laughs> what do you it, mean?
2: It, it, at no point is anyone saying that what the mission is doing isn't important. I feel like At no point does the movie bash that. Really? Because I feel that like they make fun of it a lot. They're
3: saying it's ineffectual because they're okay. in New York. That
2: I particular that. branch.
0: Oh, okay. So, all right. I could see. like If this was a not particularly doing well support group type yeah. thing, it, they've got tons of donuts and nobody there.
1: The, the, the office space that they're renting out, uh, is, you know, raising the rent and they're going to be kicked out and they don't really have any kind of space to go because they have no, no people to help the grants, uh, actually keep their funding going. So the grant is being pulled, that kind of thing. Cause, you know, support networks are a-okay in my book. It's just weird religious connotations are kind of, yeah. uh, no-go for me. So yeah, it's some sort of like support network group, uh the do-gooders or something, just to be really vague for general plotting purposes here. So yeah, that's one thing I'd do there. I just want to play with it in the modern day is all. You can still have Oops. the gambling aspect because, you know, I imagine high stakes gambling in hidden places in New York City is probably
2: still frowned on, I think. To be fair, I... I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't know what parts of <laughs> gambling is illegal and which parts aren't
1: operating an unofficial casino. Probably not okay. Probably you got to go not. to Jersey for that. Cause everything hey. is legal in Jersey.
2: <laughs> Cause there is horse racing that has like legitimate papers and stuff. We see them being bought on the streets in the beginning of the show, but betting on them is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. I don't understand them. Why
0: I have the races? I don't, I don't. Yeah. Get it. I don't. You like, just, what?
1: you watch them and it's entertaining.
2: Is mm. it? I don't know. Is it though? <laughs> but I think these days you can bet on, I, I don't know. And I think that means I'm a straight edge and I don't like it. Huh. I want to be hardcore. I want to be a badass.
1: Well, they could be Hicks and beg, uh, bet on, uh, NASCAR. I got the car <laughs> right here. His name is, all right. Uh, basically I just want to still have it be set in New York, but like now we could have more modern day New York and, do do we not have the sound of footsteps in modern new york i i don't know
2: it's i haven't been uh on the streets of new york uh, at 3 a.m in a while in certain parts of new york at 3 a.m yes you can hear your own footsteps but on broadway
0: is the question well yeah not broadway i'm sorry well
2: during <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's well but recent, actually no
1: in recent months maybe oh,
2: god, oh yeah. god
0: thanks
1: backstreet <gasps> boys but no 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 no. this is where you can kind of take that message and because we're doing a remake we can play with themes and put them on their heads instead we have sky's character kind of saying like hey this is the city that never sleeps literally it's still alive even in the night i'm in the night i'm a vampire uh <gasps> The vampire.
3: We go.
1: It was obvious all along. <laughs> it always was, Alex. It always was.
3: But, but guy, I've seen you outside at night. But Sarah Brown, we've been on a soundstage this entire time.
1: <clears throat> dun, dun,
0: dun dun dun. Yeah, so so oh, that yeah, that's yeah.
1: all my thing for uh, changes is take it to the modern day, reduce the hot box numbers, and I don't know, celebrate the fact that uh, New York never fully sleeps. Hmm. So. My thing.
3: Had a bit of a rough start. Had to, uh, had to cut up my original one because I realized that it's better suited for a game. But my thing. You know how this show ends in a wedding? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know that adage about comedies and tragedies. Uh huh. So, Uh-oh. so, you know, gonna say that Sky got to uh, the game in the sewer just a minute too late. Uh, and Nathan, Nathan is lying or dead, shot by Big Julie. No, is this is
2: because I said all my favorite musicals have a body count, huh? Yeah,
3: yes, that's one inspiration. Yes,
2: <laughs> rude. Oh no, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's legit. That
1: resolves the Adelaide bit there. Oh, poor Adelaide. The,
3: yeah, Adelaide. So the
2: moral changes real fast. Yeah,
3: so nicely, nicely, is gonna have have to uh, give have, who, have
2: that on his soul.
1: Have another her bad news to give. Oh God. Yeah. Wait, does, does Sky avenge Nathan's death? Uh, well, they didn't know each other that well. Well, the right-handed or left-handed bit is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
2: And And he knew Nathan well enough to ask after Adelaide in the beginning.
1: True. It's
3: true. Like Nathan was... He was a good man. Uh, and and Julie... Not, well, not a good man, but a decent man. Not a decent man, He was going to get married tonight. He was a man.
0: <laughs> and in my story, was he? <laughs> mm. <laughs> like,
3: uh... Does uh, Sky still have... Of the werewolf to sing luckily Or uh, the whole entire fact that... It
2: becomes a, a more of a dirge.
3: Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, I have to save all these souls. Even Julie's. He's, like, uh...
2: Maybe especially Julie's. Mm,
3: like, uh... You all go to the Save the Soul all mission. Except for you, Big Julie. If I would, uh, And you return yourself in, into the cops. Because, goddamn.
2: Uh... No. Well, no. He can say you're going to Save the Soul mission and... Maybe he happens to know that Lieutenant Brannigan's going to show up That's that night.
1: That's what I was about to uh, say. I think Brannigan, though he outwardly has a this disdain for Nathan Detroit, he wanted to have Nathan go legit and just saying, I'm dead. Yeah, Brannigan's sad. It's like having a frenemy.
2: He was going to get married that night, and Miss Adelaide's going to be sad. Oh. Uh, so instead of a, ending in a wedding, it ends in a funeral.
1: Yeah. Also,
2: brief
3: aside- do you think, it's kind of weird that uh, Brannigan is the well, one to give Adelaide away. You're like, what is your relationship with uh, with, uh, with these people, Brannigan?
2: I mean, listen, there are only so many people in the show.
3: <laughs> True. Uh, so, yeah, a small change. Yeah.
1: You know,
2: but a mighty one. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
1: Makes me sad for Nathan Detroit there. <laughs>
2: but listen, sometimes musicals be like that. They switch mm. at the Drop of a hat? Oh,
1: Nathan's hat.
2: Uh, Death was
1: the one thing he could commit to. Oh.
3: oh. So yeah, uh, that's it for me. Cool. Fair.
1: Well, you know, we we had talked about this uh, earlier in the show, and this is the reason why Al had to suddenly change and pivot uh, to a new idea. I think the game we should play tonight is the character that would be king, where we just find some side character- and we talk about what story would feature them as the main character.
3: Because, let's be real, there are a lot of people in the, there's plenty of characters in the, the show who have fantastic names. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Al, did you have anyone in particular in mind? Because I, I have some. So do I. Pippin, I'll take you down.
3: Uh, I'm going with Big Julie. Nice. Excellent. Okay,
2: you can have Big Julie. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you want to go into it? Yes, I will. Yes, sir, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big Julie. He came through New York for vacation to shoot crap. And boy, did he shoot crap. He shot crap all night long and into the next day in the sewers.
2: Where one could argue
3: crap belongs. Indeed. And when he ran out of money, he threatened to shoot the proprietor to roll, start rolling himself and rolled with his clearly gimmicked dice. So A dangerous precedent. Indeed. And so what I'm saying is for when Big Julie returns to Chicago and yeah. news of his exploits have returned ahead of him and the don uh, on of of uh, whichever uh gang mafia gang big julie he is a part of because he's part of, obviously part of the mob mm-hmm. would like to have some words
1: with big julie
2: i hear he went to a prayer meeting
1: <laughs> like, well you better be praying now big julie like,
2: and like you now big julie don't get me wrong,
3: I am a religious man. You have personally attended the baptism of my son, for which I, I am, um, for which I am grateful. But Big Julie, you have these past few days given a, a poor reputation of people from Chicago.
2: Is is this mob boss played by the older Marlon Brando? Yeah, it is probably.
3: I don't know. but basically, what I'm saying is that uh, uh, Big Julie. He uh did not impress as uh the mob boss with his uh rude behavior.
0: So what does he what does the mob boss make Julie do as part of the new story?
3: Uh that's a good question. I was just gonna I'll give him and say I give him a pair of cement shoes, but
0: Oh my god, that's like the end of the story.
3: Yeah, but let's uh say he <laughs> yeah. he he has to make amends. And you now owe Nathan Detroit free favors. Of his choosing.
0: Yep. Nathan will blow up so bad. Well, here's the thing. Wouldn't it be funny if he, he didn't actually tell Nathan that he owes favors? So he just keeps trying to do favors for Nathan. And mm. Nathan's like, why are you still talking to me?
3: <laughs> why are you And here? Why aren't you in Chicago? <laughs> Please go away. Would it be a favor of you, to you for me to go back to Chicago? I mean... No.
0: Oh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to owe you anything. Because he like... He thinks that if he, yeah, yeah, yeah. that so be that'd be a pretty funny farce, yeah. to be honest. If if you know you, now you out you owe Nathan three favors and you can't come back to Chicago until you have done this, and then and then just the farce of watching Big Julie try to do this, yeah, without at the same time losing his uh his cool,
3: yeah, and everyone else in New York is well aware. Are they? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a horse. Let's uh, bring in the word, but but somehow it has not gotten to Nathan cuz that would be that would also be
2: all i know is no matter whether Nathan knows or not he still manages to fuck it up <laughs> cuz he's Nathan Detroit cuz he's Nathan Detroit yeah
1: good old reliable <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> listen he's frank sinatra old blue eyes i mean he doesn't need to be good at anything <laughs> no
2: uh frank sinatra if we went through this whole movie not mentioning that frank sinatra wasn't it um <laughs> Listen, somebody in here had to be able to sing.
0: <laughs> he can act pretty well, too, though.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. He does a great job. I knew Frank Sinatra, again, not as Frank Sinatra, but as Nathan Detroit.
2: Same. Same. These days, I also know him as the guy who tried to put a hit out on uh, mm-hmm. uh, Woody Allen. Uh, did he really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and he's maybe Ronan Farrow's dad. Maybe. Mia Farrow doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron, i was like might as well <laughs> I'm, I'm, Ron, I, this is one of my favorite tweets ever it's like listen aren't we all maybe frank sinatra's child <laughs>
0: <laughs> which was perfect answer hey you know what while i'm still talking i'll go next go brother, for it oh, brother, arvide, brother arvide brother
2: <laughs> arvide oh good that's what someone was going to choose oh okay oh fuck
0: that uh, makes it less fun or er, is his name irving or arvide or abernathy what, uh, f- Arvide Abernathy. Arvide. Okay. Well, I think, listen, he's he's a New York fella. He's been around the block. He knows a lot. I bet he actually is the previous generation of gambling folk.
3: Oh, yeah. Clearly.
0: Who, he's seen this all before. But you know what? He was a good gambler. Like, you know, so he keeps it all. Not that good, because he did buy that watch.
3: Um- <laughs> he, was, he was a good gambler, but he was also a bit of a chump.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, he, you know, he was the previous nicely, nicely. Probably. Yeah. You know, because you gotta learn, uh, you gotta, uh, uh, know the sin in order to help the repentance, I guess. And so I like to think that he still is, uh, has connections. And in fact, it would be pretty cool if, uh, let's say he's got a nephew, uh, who is in fact one of, uh, the uh, oh the tall guy remember the tall guy from the
3: the one in the mustard suit
0: tall guy from the very beginning of the movie yeah, yeah the guy in the mustard suit who knows the whole deal he knows everything i'm saying he's arvid's nephew because he stays mostly out of the problems <laughs> he's just a character and from what i can tell he's better at just navigating new york than fucking nathan mm. yeah you know, he doesn't get caught up in uh, uh getting his pocket picked he picks somebody else's pocket it's great his, his pocket did get picked at the end. Yep. Oh, did it? That's mm-hmm. hilarious.
2: By the ladies. Um, it was a, it was a ma- magnificent moving pocket watch. <laughs> uh,
0: I say that, you know, uh, we see the story from the point of view of Uncle Irvine as he um, goes out and finds out the real deal of what's going on with everything. Like, is Sky actually going to be, you know, okay for S- uh, Sarah Brown? Like, is he on the level? And everyone's like, yeah, he's a weirdo, but you know. There was that time when, you know, when he was in his twenties,
2: when he got his heart broken. That's really what it's about. I, I do want to say that, uh, the stage show does have a song sung by Brother Arvide. Yeah. And this isn't about gambling or anything. It's called More I Cannot Wish You, which is basically him telling Zara, listen, if you love him, go Get him. You deserve nice things. <laughs> Aww,
0: and let me say that boy is nice. Yeah, but yeah. So i I'd like to uh, I'd like to see him just in the background, just like checking out everything, making sure everything's okay. Maybe he knew about the crap game. To be honest, uh, in the mission, and then he's like, "But boys, you were supposed to leave before she gets back. Come on, now." That I don't believe. Where do they get all the money for the donuts?
2: <laughs> That's what I want. Boston. To-
0: I don't know. The mission's anyway, budget. Ugh, budgets. So that's uh, that's the story I'd like. I think he has connections. All right, and maybe you're right. You know what? Okay, Pip, you're right. Uh, he didn't know about it, but my God, while everybody else, is, while Sky is busy being sad and Sarah's busy being angry, Uncle Arvide goes off to see his nephew and be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Does it seem like a good idea? <laughs> yeah? Well, let me go talk to your mother. Come on! No! no!
2: <laughs> Can I go? Yeah. Get for it. uh Harry the horse. <laughs>
0: nice.
2: Okay. Cuz all I want, I don't even want the whole movie from his perspective cuz mm. I, I don't care about him and Big Julian whatever weird energy they've got going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I I'm just fascinated by in the beginning he he mentions that he has come into uh 5 grand uh and when asked you hey, how did you come come to get such a large pile of uh, cash? I've got nothing. He's like I have nothing to hide. I collected the reward on my father. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want the whole story around that. Mm. And how Nicely and Penny South Street aren't like, how terrible. They're all like, man, it must be nice to have a successful father. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted my old gra- my- man for huh. more than 500. <laughs> yeah. I just want all of that as a story. Legit? there, Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I just want more of that. That's all you need. I want that explanation. Well,
1: cause I, I can, I can finish this off here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying Lieutenant Brandigan,
2: Mm-hmm. And, Fair.
1: and because I, I gotta be true to myself here, you wanna know what precinct Lieutenant Brandigan is a part of?
0: Oh, <gasps> no. Yeah. No.
1: It's Fine. the earliest form of the 99th precinct. <laughs> he is the captain before everybody else. <laughs>
0: Okay, here's the problem with
1: it. <laughs> It's not a problem. The captain's, okay. Cap- okay. <laughs> the, the captain's
3: captain's captain. The grand captain.
1: The grand captain. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. We know that Lieutenant Brannigan is quite goofy in his own way. It's I true. think it flows well.
0: You're right. Yeah, that's also, it. we need to see more, we need to see more cops, oh. uh, in no. this particular. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, it might be nice. Not just Brannigan, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, all cops are bastards, but show off, I guess. It's
1: true.
2: Side note: We also should should have a whole story about uh, Adelaide's uh, co-star from the Hot Box. Oh yeah, who oh, had yeah. that date with Society Max?
1: Yeah. It's her and Adelaide going into adventures
2: <laughs> where they're
0: very. They spend most of the time arguing and being angry with each other, but they still like share earrings. They still, of have course, it, yeah. and
1: they still go oh uh, to
3: breakfast together or at a uh, mm-hmm. wait is it O'Malley's? No, what's the name of this place
2: again? Uh, the place. Mindy's. Mindy's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of Mindy's Cheesecake.
0: Yeah, they,
3: they go to Mindy's together.
2: And, like, every other week she's like, you could just dump him. <laughs> yeah. Dump him. Dump him. Dump him. And then they get married, and she's like, God,
3: fine. Dump him, run off with me, what?
0: <laughs> what? 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 <sniffs> don't worry about it. It's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, so is that all of us? Yeah, that's It all is. Them. Yeah. Nice. Hey. All right. So, who's go- who's going to take us out?
1: Uh, it's my turn to take us out this week. And... <laughs> uh uh, before we do, uh, does anybody have any new things to plug?
0: Um, I have a thing I've never plugged before, which is that every week, theoretically, I have a free newsletter that people can sign up for and get delivered to their very inboxes. It's called the uh, Small Thoughts and Minor Hours magazine. Um, you can look it up by, I don't know, Um, be good if I knew. It's it's a Patreon thing. So it's patreon.com slash Catherine Crichton but you do not have to pay money it is free uh, if you want to put a tip jar in that's fine but otherwise it's just talking about nice stuff an escape from doom scrolling mm. uh, an escape from all uh, the backstreet boys reunion tour uh, hmm. it's just me writing essays about my life and weird shit like recipes and stuff that you can't really follow because i forget half the ingredients <laughs>
2: she really does have seen it yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyway, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I invite people to, to, I do it mostly for myself, but I invite others to join in. Let's mm-hmm. see,
1: and I, I still have my third Saturday, or yeah, third Saturday of the month, uh, online shows, uh, benefiting the arcade comedy theater.
0: Nice. Cool. Cool. Pip and, cool. Hey, hip, hey, Pip, have you stirred that substack yet?
2: Theoretically, but it just has the one depressing post.
0: Cool. Well, get started on that, and then you'll have something to shill too. I see how it is. Yep.
1: And of course, Alex is working on Body in the Void.
0: Body in the Void. We all know that. Yeah, I mean, duh. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alrighty, And with that, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to NoStoryIsSacred.com slash submission. You can follow us on Twitter at no Story sacred, or you can send us an email through contact at NoStoryIsSacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DeCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at NoStoryIsSacred.com. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at Patreon.com slash sacred. See you next time when we get to celebrate Moss Chris. With the Ooh. yeah, uh, with the 2018 movie Agatha and the Truth of Murder, because get it, it's Agatha Christie.
0: <laughs>
2: we're so fucking clever. I can't even handle so it.
0: <laughs>
1: Until then, where no story is sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex,
0: and I'm Cat.
1: And we're no, no story, story is, is sacred. sacred.